0: Very spooky. Hello, hello. Oh, no. no. yeah, that was so exciting
1: because it's almost Halloween. And this is our first time doing
0: encounters in our weekly encounters once more. I know. I'm so excited. It is funny. I feel like once, because August is a big celebratory month for us, and Mm -hmm. it's very, our birthday is our anniversary. And then it's my favorite, less because it's my birthday, but because the second my birthday happens, (laughs) it's like, it's spooky season. It's spooky season. Yes.
1: Here. It's funny, I was, so we were both actually in weddings this past weekend, mm-hmm. and the person who was doing, there was a, a mom and daughter team that were doing the hair and makeup, and Cute. the mom had a cup that had ghosts all over it, like a tumbler, oh, and I was like, oh my god, you need to tell me about oh, that your tumbler, like what, yeah, like you you like spooky things, I like spooky things, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we started talking about it, and her daughter birthday is September 1st and her daughter, who, by the way, is only 17 and was doing everybody's hair for the wedding. My gosh. Like better than most people do. hair. I was blown away. But um, she was like, yeah, my birthday is September 1st, but we're a big Halloween family. So, you know, we used to try to wait for after my birthday to uh, decorate for Halloween, but it definitely happens before now.
0: (laughs) 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 I was like, yes. I've been sending you – Halloween-related things from Instagram mm-hmm. nonstop because it's just everyone's in the mood.
1: Right. Well, and what everybody. I like about people that decorate and are Halloween influencers is mm-hmm. they start in August in preparation for everybody to yeah. start decorating in September. Mm-hmm. But like those of us that are really in it, we'll just start buying it and starting to decorate. Oh. I almost swept over, sw- swapped all of my pictures right before to be Halloween-y, oh. but I was like, you know what? I will make it at least into September just First. for Brian's sake, a little bit further okay. in.
0: But, okay. the but for our year, sake, for our it's going to be August 14th. We all need it. Yes. Also, hello. Welcome. This is um, – well, I'll let you do it, Corinne. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne in the cool Salem sweatshirt, which I'm jealous hey. of. Hey. And I'm Sabrina. And this is an Encounters episode, and it's a good one. We're excited. Great oh, ghost yeah. stories from you, from our listeners. And – these, as we told you, they're coming out every single week now. So you're going to get more ghost stories, more content. And we're also on YouTube. So you can watch us on YouTube. It's great because sometimes we have photos that we show on um, the video and you can yep. watch our reactions live and it's fun. Fun. We think it is. <laughs>
1: and so we hope you do too.
0: So therefore it is. Therefore it is. Shall we? Do I, do you do want to start? You I start. can start.
1: Yeah. Let, uh, let me do that. Okay. Please. All right, I okay. have a story. Obviously, I do. This is what we're <laughs> here for. <laughs> what if I was like, oh shoot, this I didn't lo- pick one. I'd be like, well, we have five thousand. I could just blindly. We have like seven thousand. It's crazy. I know. I feel like we've been saying we have five thousand emails for the past two years. It's just the number I keep sticking with. Yeah, <laughs> five thousand. But, but we keep reading some, so you yes. know, it it goes up. It goes down. We're trying to keep okay. Up. Can't. Hi, ladies. My name is Mia, and I absolutely adore your podcast, and it truly does allow me to keep my sanity while I work. I found your podcast over the summer in 2020 when I was so desperate for something to listen to while painstakingly sorting out Legos for hours at Goodwill. <laughs> I Oh, my God. I never thought about oh my gosh. Lego, like the need to do that. Oh sorting my gosh, everything that out. Wow. The worst job at Goodwill, I think. The
0: unsung heroes <laughs> of Goodwill.
1: I know. I thankfully never have to do that again, but I'm now almost caught up as I write this email. At first, I was upset that I wouldn't be able to constantly be listening, but I realized that it would be very easy to just re-listen as I'm very forgetful. <laughs> Us, <laughs> Us too. Two, we never know what we talked about the previous week. Okay. So on to the story. As the subject line suggests, which I didn't read, this story is not mine. I've not experienced a whole lot of my own, not nearly anything close to my dad's experiences, but if you're interested, I could compile an email of small events that have occurred, including the ongoing evil entity that attempts to follow me every time I leave my best friend's house via my backseat, or the entity that waved at me outside my window one night.
0: Huh. Yes. Uh, we would like all of those, Mia. That does sound like a lot of things that have happened to you, so... This is the classic...
1: I, oh, I barely experienced the paranormal. There's just an entity that follows me every single week.
0: Yeah. It's the cl- just casually. You're haunted. Yes. You've
1: experienced a lot more than a yeah. lot of people. So. Yeah. Or, I sure. mean, if you're, if you feel better, Mia, by telling yourself that right, you didn't experience <laughs> anything, then, okay. Then that's then what you, you need didn't. to tell yourself. Yeah. Yes. We'll let you have that. Okay. I think a lot of this story will be a lot of background information rather than the actual event, but a lot of it is needed to understand what was happening. My dad used to be a home inspector, so he essentially inspected homes for buyers so that they could see if there were any issues with the house. My dad has inspected possibly hundreds of houses, and he says he's never experienced anything in any of them except for Whisper's Estate. I'm Ooh. unsure when this event occurred as I grew up hearing about Whisper's estate, and this event happened before it became a haunted house and did tours. Um, the Some name alone
0: of the estate, Oh, my God. Whisper's Whisper. is-
1: Um, It could be multiple things though, like in the setting of spooky stories, Mm -hmm. it sounds super spooky. But if you were like, oh, it's an old folks home, like that seems kind of nice. But then it's also like, what if it's, what if it's like a swingers hotel? I feel like that could be something
0: or like, no, I'm thinking my brain is always on the spooky spectrum. So I'm like, whispers. Whispers. Yeah. There's someone whispering your name. Like there, yes, the the way you just said that, the way you just said that is like, there's going to be commercial and it's like. A woman sleeping in her bed, and like ghosts going, "Wake up! I'm going to kill you." Whispers, whispers, whispers. Come stay at whispers.
1: <laughs> whispers is yeah. Now that I now that you you've put me onto thinking it's a spooky word, I'm happy to whispers. do that anytime. But then I think of my one of my favorite rosés, Whispering Angel. So that's why I'm well. The angel part helps things, it. Yes, I guess you're right. Okay. Anyway, well, <laughs> this one is very haunted. So yeah. Great. extra votes for whispering being creepy. Okay. Some background of the house. This house is located in a small town of Mitchell, Indiana and was built roughly around 1894 and purchased around 1901 by Dr. John and Jesse Gibbons. John Gibbons was a doctor in the town at the time and he actually had his office on the first floor of the house for 26 years. It was presumed that many of the people did die in that room as well. And the list that I'm about to tell you would suggest that they did. The Mm. couple often adopted children, one of which was a 10-year-old girl named Rachel, who later started a fire in the front parlor. She was badly burnt and ended up passing away upstairs in her bedroom. Oh my gosh. As a child, this was one of the stories that I heard, the story of Rachel, the little girl who knocked over the candles from their Christmas tree and started a fire. I'm unsure if that's actually what caused the fire, this is just the story that went around as seven-year-olds. So sad. We have a lot of Christmas themes <laughs> finding their way through our episodes recently. Yeah. An infant named Elizabeth passed away in the master bedroom and the wife Jessie also passed away in that room from double pneumonia. The house earned its name Whispers Estate when visitors repeatedly claimed hearing disembodied voices <laughs> whispering in their ears. What did I <laughs> did we say? I know. There are four visible graves in the backyard as well. And psychics claim that that is a pit grave where the doctor most likely threw amputated limbs, organs, and, trigger warning, aborted fetuses. There's also a reported Whoa. portal that runs through the front parlor and into the third floor room. This is important to remember. And psychics also claim that there's an entity that they call Big Black that comes in and out of the portal and is not of this
0: world. This place is – it has everything. I know. How have we not heard of it before? I don't know. But now I'm like, I want to do a whole episode on it. Right? Me too. Okay. We can. There's a lot of – we We can't write We can. It <laughs>
1: we can. There is a lot of stories and probably more information that I could give, but this email is getting a little long, so here is the part about my dad's experience. My dad had started his inspection just like any other inspection, and he was doing his rounds near the end, making sure that he turned off all the lights in the house or something before giving his report to the potential home buyer. When he reached the third floor, he was met with lights that he knew that he had turned off and open doors that he knew he had closed. But at the time, he was simply shrugging it off. He went on to give the report and to discuss all of the possible issues with the house. And he was standing on the third floor right by the stairs when suddenly he felt this cold vibration start to go through him. This entity went through my dad, front to back, and then went back through him, which almost caught him off balance like he would have fallen down the stairs. The man he was with later said that he knew when it happened because my dad's eyes went so wild with terror. It's so unsettling. After this occurred, the man told my dad that he knew the house was haunted and that's why he wanted to buy the house. But he also (laughs) ended up telling my dad that he was always welcome to spend the night and visit for a tour for free, but my dad told him that that would (laughs) never happen and he will never be stepping foot into this house again.
0: (laughs) To this day,
1: my dad stands by this claim, which, sorry, I need to interrupt myself. I feel like we should sub in. You know, if that homeowner still is giving that offer to your dad, Mia, can we'll we take sub it. in and, and take we'll your take dad's it. free night? Absolutely. We will take it. Give it to us, please. Please. Also, who am I? Why am I volunteering for this right now? <laughs> okay. This is normally your thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, scared by you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I'm not going to question um, it because I want it to happen. I know. <laughs> you're like, yes,
1: yes, yes. Sounds great. <laughs> to this day, my dad stands by the claim, which tells me that he wasn't just trying to scare me as a little kid, that this truly happened as my dad's not quick to jump onto the stuff. And I'm fairly certain he didn't believe in anything before that happened. Thank you guys. Please let me know if you'd like to hear my stories or if you'd like me to harass some of my friends into writing their <laughs> own, as I have a friend that used to see and hear things as a child as well as every time I'm in an old house, something would happen when she came over or was on the phone.
0: Best regards, Mia. Um, Okay, Mia. Haunted Mia and all of her haunted family and friends. Mia and the haunted folk. I want to go visit this place with you, Corinne. I don't like the idea of being woken up to disembodied whispers in my ear. Mm -hmm. And it also, Mia's dad's experience, it sounds like the spirit was so intentional with what they were doing, like to go through him and then to go through him again. Like Mm -hmm. it's that's not an accident. The first one maybe could be an accident, but then it was like, I'm going to do it again. Right. And
1: it does make me wonder if there was some ill intent there because Mia did say that when it went forward and back, it did produce some sort of like off balance momentum in her dad and he was right at the top of the stairs. So I wonder if the spirit knew that by rushing through and rushing back, he might- Fall down the stairs.
0: I hate that. Right. I'm also right now, okay. It's cruel. The only the only positive spin I have on it, I think we've switched roles today, Corinne. Is <laughs> I'm thinking of the show Ghosts, either the BBC one or the um, American version. But like the the ghosts, like all have their own like little techniques that they can do to haunt, and mm-hmm. one of them can walk through people. And when they walk through people, they like there's like a smell that comes. So yes. I'm just trying to think of like these ghosts are like excited that people are in the place or they don't want someone to buy the place so they're you know doing these little hauntings like the only way that they know how and it's
1: playful mm. I guess that's true to be like okay well you inspected the home but you didn't find everything here I'm here too, add me into your report because I guess you know like the house did also have obviously previous owners like the other people lived there mm-hmm. and I'm sure the spirits were there for a long time I mean this was like late 1800s early 1900s all of the deaths the majority of the deaths happen, so. There are many of yeah. them there. They're probably like, this new owner needs to know that we're here. Because yeah. we come with the house, too.
0: We're cohabitating Expect this. Expect hauntings and whispers in your sleep. Whispers. 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 I really just don't know why every time you say, whispers, like that I'm just picturing a commercial in my head.
1: Me, too. It feels very SNL, doesn't it?
0: Yes. Like, yes. it's a
1: fake commercial that SNL does. Yes. I feel like that... It, There, there must have been one where they said whispers or something similar to it because it's, it's picking up something from
0: me. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the Zillow one where it was like I think we talked, we both talked about it before when it's like a like are you in your thirties and looking for your romance (laughs) and it was like couples looking at Zillow and being turned on Uh, by Zillow listings.
1: (laughs) Wait, did you see the Zillow Gone Wild that I posted on our Instagram the other day? There's a pirate pirate
0: ship. ship. Yeah, isn't that cool? So cool. I would love to live on a pirate ship, but then I would get I know. seasick. And um, but it would be fun. Pirates at home. life. Is Pirates life real? is not for me. <laughs> yo ho, yo ho, yo no. Know. Yo ho,
1: We should no. start instead of saying hi or whatever we say at the beginning. We should start saying yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. piratey on, little get yodeling. on our ship.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Okay, yeah, we'll mix it up. Okay. This will be one of the things that we'll say
1: we'll do and we'll never do.
0: (laughs) We'll just go to Whisper's Estate and let the ghosts do our introduction because they really like to whisper and then they'll just do all of it. And that's part of the intro too. You whisper. So. Yeah. True. Whispers. Whispers. That's the new name of our podcast. Whispers. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have a story from our listener, Melissa, and it's called, It Sounded Like My Sister. It Wanted Me to Think It Was My Sister, But It Wasn't My Sister. (laughs) Hey ladies, please bear with me as I'm not much of a writer and some of these stories are super old, so my memory might be a little rough on the details, but I do have quite a few spooky stories to share. Okay, where should I start? The first encounter I remember is when I was about five years old. I woke up in the middle of the night and decided to walk into my parents' room to sleep with them. When walking into their room, I had to walk into the family room, which has floor-to-ceiling windows looking out into the backyard. I look up and there was a tall man in black with a hat staring at me. And I remember just bolting into my parents' room, terrified. Yikes. That's also such a bummer because it feels like an accidental, like we didn't, I didn't mean to, like we both didn't mean right. to see each other. Right. Which is kind of
1: fun. The idea of spooking the spookster, you know, you but, scare the ghost. But. Okay. Uh Uh-oh.
0: I spoke too soon. A few years down the road, they told me that the family room was an additional build-on, and there was a well-known serial killer that used to live there. What? Hmm. Suspicious. Ew! What the hell? And Melissa doesn't tell us who, so I have no idea. We're going to have to find out more. I mean... Because if it's well-known, then I feel like we'd be able to figure out who it is.
1: Right. I mean, and there's plenty of murderers in the world, but serial killers. What is that, more than three? So we'll be able
0: to narrow it down. Yeah. And or especially we, can just we know the area. Say, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please let us know who. Please tell us all the answers. Okay. My second encounter happened when I was around 10 or 11. My uncle had just bought a warehouse for his business and he invited my family to have a look around before he opened it. Walking into the building was fine, but when you walked into the storage area, it was cold and creepy, like someone was there. There was an upstairs area with my uncle's office, a little lounge nook, and then a corridor with a bunch of meeting rooms. The feeling of being watched was creepy, but if that was not enough, the light to the corridor would flicker whenever there was movement. Anyway, I was walking down the corridor with my cousins when I looked into one of the office rooms and saw a little boy underneath the desk. He was quite literally as pale as a ghost. Ooh. I- I remember running downstairs and telling my mom I just saw a little boy sitting under the desk, and I remember him looking like a 1920s paper boy with the hat and suspenders or a vest, but it's a bit too foggy to remember. She later did research on the place, and apparently a little boy had died by suicide on the lot that the warehouse was built on. I have tried to find out more about him, but haven't had any luck myself, and she swears she did not make up the story, so I don't know. One more story, I'm saving the best for last, hee hee hee. I've always struggled with sleep paralysis ever since I can remember, but this night has to be by far the scariest of all. It started off the way it normally does. I can't move, I'm paralyzed, I'm trying my hardest to move my fingers or open my eyes. I try to scream for help, and in my state, I can hear myself let out a little sound. But then I can feel someone right next to my ear saying, Melissa, wake up. Melissa, open your eyes, in this sing-songy tone. Melissa, wake up. It was the voice of my sister, and they just kept saying, Wake up. Open your eyes, over and over again. Ooh. The worst part is, I knew it wasn't my sister. It sounded like my sister, wanted me to think it was my sister, but was not my sister. I don't know how, how I How did knew, they know? But I knew it wasn't her. I just knew I had to fight it and not open my eyes, because something would happen to me if I did. I truly believe that sleep paralysis is an entryway to some type of other world, but I have a gut feeling that if you travel with them, you'll never come back. Ooh, chills.
1: Ooh, ooh. I have oh, plenty I'm more. I'm glad they trusted their gut.
0: Yeah. I have plenty more about the serial killer house and more on how I interacted with ghosts on few occasions. Let me know if you want me to send it. Yes, we do. Lots of love. Yes. Stay spooky. I need to know way more about the serial killer house. Yes, Absolutely. Like that's like our guilty pleasure. I mean, everything mm-hmm. dark and strange is our guilty pleasure. Yeah. Melissa, we need more information. And yeah, I hate that entities can mimic. You know what that makes me think I, of is Coraline, what? especially mm. the way that Melissa was saying that it sleep paralysis is this like entryway into another world. Yes. And it was the mimic of, like, her sister. It really does make me think of the Coraline other parents. Follow the mice into the mm-hmm. tunnel. Yeah.
1: Also, the word choice of saying corridor over hallway, that's another spooky word, right? You say yeah. hallway, you're like, whatever, hallway. I mean, sometimes hallways can be spooky, but corridor. 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 A whispering corridor. Yeah, Melissa was
0: like, corridor. I'm not a writer, but I'm sorry, you you are. Yeah, you chose –
1: the spookiest <laughs> sw- word swaps yeah so i mean yeah i mean altogether that sounds terrifying i feel like that's yeah. another good example of doppelgangers and sleep paralysis where it's like how do you know that it's not who you think it is or who they're right. trying to make themselves seem like and it is totally like our animalistic gut instinct takes over yeah. and you know you get the You get the heebie-jeebies. You get the chills. You know that you're not supposed to open your eyes. And then, again, there's also, like, the people that do open their eyes or do witness doppelgangers or crones or whatever it is that's in the sleep paralysis state. Like, there will be something slightly
0: off, you know? Yeah. I also – just going back to the serial killer real quick – I'm very curious if Melissa's parents knew about the serial killer living there right. before buying. Was that it? disclosed? Was it disclosed or how do they figure that out? I feel
1: like you should always Google the address before you purchase a home.
0: It's a very good point. Find I feel like everything. I would forget
1: to do that, but I think everyone else should.
0: Yes, this is helpful information for me because I have not mm-hmm. done that about anything yet. Just
1: point. never Google anything. <laughs>
0: I've never googled ever. What's Google? Interesting, me. What's the website again? Can you spell that? <laughs> How do I type things into the Google
1: bar? Uh, it's actually Bing. <laughs> Bing. Ask Too Jeeves. Bing. Go back to Ask, Ask Jeeves. Jeeves. Oh my god! I bet half the people that listen to this podcast don't even know about Jeeves. Do well,
0: you know about they're Jeeves? missing out. Jeeves was
1: the homie. Jeeves was the homie. Jeeves, I never used Jeeves because Jeeves actually didn't really know much.
0: <laughs> no, Jeeves is like, hmm, try again. It's like It's oh, You could ask Jeeves. Jeeves was like the magic eight ball of internet <laughs>
1: searching. It was like, you might find it, but probably not. You can't really trust everything. Here we go, magic
0: eight ball. Always oh my gosh, it. wait. Wait, okay. I was going to ask so I, that creeped me out. I, in the middle of your first <laughs> story, I was like, what is that behind Corinne? Okay, it's so much cuter when you bring it up close. Thank you for doing a that. A little big fucked up. Because it truly so looks cute. Oh my god, the bum! Look like at the buns. <laughs> I like how the butt is hairless. It's like <laughs> oh, it is a hairless butt. Um,
1: okay, I cannot tell you who sent this to us. It came in the PO box, oh
0: my god, it's and so cute. I
1: opened up the package, and there was a note, and then there was a box said that said Sabrina, and there was a box that said Corinne. So I just took out Corinne, and I put the note and the other box in a box that I
0: just shipped to you. So we'll find I out who sent it. this.
1: Okay, once you once you open Let's it. Open but it. Thank you. It's so whoever
0: gave me this, I you know from like when you put it back there, it truly looked like it had. It looks like an angry face, I think, just because the eyebrow. So from far away, it looks like a like the eyebrow. Yep, the unibrow. Of course, you and me both, bud. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, long time I had one of those. (laughs) Long time. I don't have one anymore
1: because I waxed the shit out of it since I was like twelve, so it just never grew back,
0: which is blessed of
1: that. Be that day.
0: Okay, what do you have?
1: Hoke-doke. Okay, okay. All right, this one is um a little, a little bit nicer. Oh. It okay. is, I'll, I'll give you the, the subject line so that everyone can feel good about what's to come. <laughs> it's called The Nice Ghost in My Uncle's Cabin.
0: I love so. to think that someone would subject line their story with that, and then it turns into like, it's actually a, the contents is like a demon story.
1: <laughs> well honestly i read this so long ago that it could be i don't remember
0: <laughs> i feel like that's something i would do oh uh, the click very bait. pleasant story like ahead and then it's like just yeah. kidding it's like when someone's like bigfoot
1: booty bumped my uncle and i'm like click and then they're like sorry that was click bait. here's my other story <laughs> hey, i mean so i want to hear it all but it. yeah was ready for that Okay. Hello, (laughs) girls. My name is Alex, and I can't express enough how much I love the podcast. One of my coworkers told me about you guys, and I can't get enough. I feel compelled to email you with my many stories. Many of the ghost encounters people talk about are scary and spooky, but I've never had a negative experience myself. This story is about the mischievous old man ghost that lives in my uncle's cabin. In the early 60s, my uncle bought a small two-story cabin in southern Indiana. I did not mean to have an Indiana theme here. Yeah, my Whispers estate was also Indiana.
0: Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Something in the universe. Something in the universe. Should we go to Indiana? I guess. (laughs) I guess we're heading (laughs) to Indiana. Pack your bags. Pack your
1: bags. (laughs) A two story cabin in southern Indiana that was built on a large hill on a lake. The upper floor was the large one bedroom, and the bottom floor had the kitchen and the living room with an outdoor porch that looks over a lake. This sounds beautiful. Does sound beautiful. When he purchased it, the previous owner mentioned that some people had some weird experiences in the cabin and that it might be haunted. (laughs) My uncle, a non-believer, thought nothing of it. Not a lot happened in the early days of him owning a cabin, but activity seemed to pick up when he decided to renovate the upstairs to make the one large room into three bedrooms. When he was working on the cabin, he experienced some weird things. In the early morning, he would hear new paper rustling in the downstairs kitchen, and the kitchen chairs would be scooting across the wood floor, even though he was the only one in the cabin. When he would come downstairs to check, there would be no one there. Other times, he would come down in the morning and the newspaper he had left on the kitchen table would be in the freezer. Oh, huh. I thought it was just going to be like flipped open, I know, like the too. ghost is reading,
0: like the comics section.
1: Yeah, no, maybe they're not a fan of the germs that come on the newspaper. <laughs> freeze them out before you touch it. Put in the, the freezer. <laughs> the old man ghost was also known for moving things around the cabinet, such as coffee mugs that were left in one cabinet that would then be found in another. Most of the encounters were spread out, about one or two things happening each year. Things that people have experienced were hearing the upstairs and downstairs doors open and shut, even though they were the only ones in the cabin, people having experienced the smell of pipe smoke in the cabin when no one was smoking. And -hmm. when my mom was younger, she was spending some time with my grandparents in the cabin and my grandparents decided to take the boat out on the lake, but my mom stayed behind in the cabin. While she was alone, she heard the upstairs door open and shut and heard someone walk across the upstairs floor. She thought it might be okay. One of my uncle's friends had come to use the cabin, and this wasn't strange since my uncle often let people come and spend time at the lake at his cabin. And when my mom went upstairs, there was no one there. At this time, the upstairs was still one room, and she could see the entire space from the top of the stairs. My personal experience was when I was about 13 years old and my mom brought my brothers, sister, and I down to the cabin for the weekend. My sister and I were sleeping in the back upstairs room, my mom was in the front upstairs room, and my brothers were sleeping in the downstairs in the living room. I have never told anyone this story because I'm not sure if it was a dream or an encounter, maybe both. It was early in the morning when the sun was just about to come up. I saw a faint male figure in a brown coat and a white beard walk across the room. He started from the back door and walked across the room, headed for the top of the stairs. I wasn't frightened, and it didn't seem like this figure knew that we were there. I'm not sure if it was a dream or not, because I didn't hear the back door open, but I'm sure I've never met this person before. It was One last a dream. story. It, it wasn't was a dream.
0: You saw the totally. man. The old
1: man ghost. Yeah. You witnessed him. Just going through the motions, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Because again, to bring up the show Ghosts, at least the – was it the American version? Or the British version? I don't know. I watched both. But in one of the versions, there was that one spirit that also goes through like a period of residual haunting where Hmm. she just has to leap out of the top floor of the building. So it's like I feel like you can be both. You can be active and not. So maybe actively he's – you know, moving newspapers around and walking around. But yeah, in this moment, he was going through the just like motions of emotion. just yeah. walking upstairs his old cabin. One of the last stories is in the late 90s. My uncle moved out of state and he decided it was too much to upkeep the cabin. And so he decided to sell it. He sold the cabin to a man in his mid-40s. And the man had a teenage son and thought it would be a great fishing cabin for them. Three months after buying the cabin, the man asked my uncle if he could sell it back because he was uncomfortable with the ghost there. He told my uncle that one day he and his son were down on the dock, which was about 200 yards down the side of the hill, when he looked up at the cabin and he saw an old man smoking a pipe sitting on one of the chairs on the porch. He thought smoking the man might have been one of my. It, it, oh. It's all coming full circle. Like this is proof of everything people have experienced, yeah. right? He thought the man might have been one of my uncle's friends, so he yelled up to the old man that he would be up in a second. It only takes about a minute to walk up the stairs to the porch, and as the man and his son got to the top of the stairs, there was no one on the porch and there was no one in the cabin. If someone had been there and left, they would have been able to hear them walk up the 100 or so steps to the top of the hill. This spooked the man so much that he decided to sell the cabin back (laughs) to my uncle. Nothing malicious has ever happened at this cabin. I really believe this old man likes to spend... His afterlife at the cabin. And every once in a while, he likes to remind people that he still lives there. LOL. Unfortunately, we've never been able to find the identity of this old man ghost. And that's interesting.
0: It does, it sounds like this old man has like such an attachment to the cabin. So you would Mm -hmm. think you would be able to find, you know, a past owner or or something. But if they haven't been able to find out anything, I mean, maybe it's just like a ghost who. Really always wanted to live in the cabin in his life and he never did. And so in the afterlife, he walked out to the woods and found one that he liked. Right. Or like for all I we know, it could have been it could have been,
1: you know, someone who's like, I'm just thinking about my own family. Like my my dad's dad before he had passed away when yeah. my dad was a teenager. Like they had started to build what would be, you know, Lake House, the beginning frame essentially, like a small little cabin. And so I'm thinking about like, what if this guy was around like 300 years ago and his family had mm-hmm. this piece of land that they always said they'd build a yeah. cabin on one day and it never maybe happened for him. But then when the cabin did come, he was like, this is, this, this was is mine built for me. Yeah. This is mine. I, you know, love this. not everyone's, um, meant to experience paranormal activity. Clearly the guy who bought it with his <laughs>
0: son, that's so funny that he was so spooked by that experience. Cause, Cause like like I feel like that's normal, pleasant, especially just like him sitting on the porch smoking a pipe, like. I think that's so endearing and lovely. And yeah, he's just enjoying the sight of this guy and his son just
1: fishing. That's the ideal smell, right? Experience. Same. I
0: would gladly buy this cabin. Yeah. Is your uncle selling it? Yeah. Should we let us know? We are moving to Indiana, apparently. So,
1: yeah. And then we'll have Mia's dad who inspects homes inspect it. Inspect it. (laughs) (laughs) We're done.
0: Done. Brilliant. That's why these stories came together. It was all for this purpose. (laughs) Yes. It was all about us and our our big move. Right. Okay. I have another also nicer story to end us on, but it is sad and and then gets nice. Okay. Okay. A spirit of a young man communicated with me through my dreams. Hi, lovely ghostesses. My name is Courtney and I live in a 100-year-old house in Amsterdam, upstate New York. I had a very strange experience two nights ago, and I cannot stop thinking about it. I was asleep. It was very late, and I dreamt of a family, specifically a family, a big family, at dinner, and a little girl in particular. I saw her from someone else's eyes and knew she was special. For some reason, I knew this family's Italian last name, and I don't remember hearing this last name anywhere before. I'm not Italian at all and have no idea if it's common. Anyway, I felt myself waking up, and I knew I was in fact conscious and could move. I opened my eyes and saw the very clear apparition of a young, good-looking man facing my bedroom window. A perfect side angle to me, directly in front of my closet and next to my sleeping fiancé. This young man's features were so clear, he looked so real. He was not transparent or foggy at all. He had a beard and slight curly, dark hair. I can't remember what types of clothes he was wearing. They were dark and didn't stand out to be anything but modern. But I couldn't stop looking at the side profile of his face. He was handsome, taller than me. I'm 5'8", and of average or thin build. I looked at him for maybe 10 to 30 seconds, and then he was gone. I never blinked. There was no fading effect. Nothing. He was just there, and then he wasn't. I let out a soft, what the fuck? And woke up my fiance to tell him who and what I saw. I eventually fell back to sleep 30 minutes later, and the spirit didn't have any negative energy at all. I felt safe enough to rest again. When I woke up for work that morning, I Googled the last name and found that it indeed is a family in the area in the city I live in. I wasn't sure if it's related to the man I saw or not. But here is where the story gets more interesting. I expressed to my fiance how concerned and perplexed I was about seeing the apparition, and though although skeptical, He showed me an obituary picture and asked, was this the man you saw? I really think it was. I had only seen him from the side, but his hair and beard were spot on. I started crying, thinking this could have been him. The man in the obituary died at 28 years old, two years ago, up the road from me in a tragic motorcycle and car accident. Oh, no. He he did not have the last name I envisioned and didn't seem Italian, so maybe my dream was unrelated. Either way, I feel like he was reaching out to me. There was 100% a spirit of a young man in my room. I am so moved and perplexed by the situation that I've made an appointment with a local psychic medium who has great reviews. I truly feel like the spirit was trying to connect with me, and I need to know why. I want to know if there's anything I can or should do. I'll keep you posted on what the medium says, but I'm so moved by this experience, I can't forget it. And then we got an update from Courtney. Update. I went to see the psychic medium. He said the man was neither the motorcyclist or someone who lived in my house. He was a spirit guide of mine and a close family member from a past life. The man was highly successful and got everything he wanted out of life according to the medium. The medium did not know I was just promoted to my dream job and have doubled my income. The medium believes in the Akashic Records library of souls, which is a fascinating concept of the afterlife. You should look it up if you haven't. Stay spooky. I'm so interested. I'm curious.
1: I know. Because at first I was thinking that maybe this spirit was saying the name of someone that he needed her to go find in order for him to be able to like have peace to move on.
0: But- Yeah, I don't know. I like, I want to trust the medium. I know, but I, I, there's a part of me that's like, I wonder if the man was related to that family in some way, like cousin, uncle, and like he was looking at specifically at that young girl in in her dream. Like, what if that was the young girl's last name and not his last name? Oh, oh, interesting. Huh. And I'm curious if Courtney could find that obituary again or find that family because she said she looked up that name and there was a family in town if she could look up photos of that family and see if that little girl is the same girl from her dream right
1: yeah I feel like there's some more sleuthing that that Courtney needs to do or maybe it is her spirit guide
0: I don't know
1: right it is I mean I don't know enough about spirit guides I feel like we should have someone come on the podcast who's like an expert in understanding our
0: own spirit guides
1: Right. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, when do they come forward? When do they make themselves known? Is there a work that we have to do? Is
0: it entirely random sometimes when we catch glimpses of them?
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know know, how it
0: works. It's kind of funny. No, no dissing to my, What kind of. I'm going to real quick say something mean about my spirit guards, but. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Because I don't know know where they are. all going to
1: start rattling on the walls. Where
0: have you been? No, it's one of those things for like, you know. Some people are great at their jobs and some people are, you know, not so great at their jobs. And I really do wonder if some spirit guides are just not so great at their jobs because I have yet to see them. Then you hear stories about some people who, like, their spirit guides come through and warn them of things and, like, save their lives. And then it's like – Maybe
1: your life has been saved so many times and you don't know. They're just not making themselves present. It hasn't, Corinne. How do you know? How do you know that they didn't make you sneeze and slow down? just enough that you didn't take that left turn when you would have and it had hasn't. you taken that left turn you would have made the green light and then another half mile down the road you would have gotten in a car accident no <laughs> <So> <laughs> you're like, mm, no i know you're not doing a good enough job
0: <laughs> i mean it makes sense though there's probably like some demons that are better <laughs> demons than the other demons we can't all be great demons we can't all be great spirit guides i don't know step it up have you watched human
1: resources the new mm-hmm. nick kroll show
0: yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's reminding me of the love bug that takes over. That's just not, yeah, not she's,
0: that great a job. But, but she'll know, get there.
1: She'll get there. If she tries hard enough. Yes. Hello. Well, we should do I mean, we always say this stuff, but like you and I, next time we're together, we actually need to go and do past life readings. Spirit October. Guide Sessions.
0: Let's do it in October.
1: October. Well, okay. we are going to be together because it's we spooky are. season. So, yes, yeah. And we're partially out of the pandemics, and now we'll,
0: we'll travel to one another again. Yes. Just in time for monkey pox <laughs> to get us.
1: I know. Every pimple I have, I freak out about.
0: So... At the wedding, we were just at a friend. Um, it works in emergency. No, no, no. She works in emergency medicine. I was like, "Jesus Christ, Sabrina, I think you need to go to the emergency room." She's seen multiple cases of monkeypox. It's nasty. Oh my gosh! Well, this is starting to be
1: more than just a ghostly, spooky podcast. This is this is like I feel like there's fear of everything. I'm more fearful of this (laughs) than anything. I get really. I think we all have a little bit of PTSD though from COVID. It's like any anything, and I'm freaking out. I'm looking up cases. I'm. Yeah. Fully prepared for another shutdown, which would be really tough on a lot of people's mental health,
0: including yes. mine. My mental health is already uh, in trouble. Well, that's why we need this As I make guide that face. to help me. Step, step it up. Yeah. yeah. But you guys already stepped it up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. You don't need to do anything. Thank you for no, sending you'll us be fine. your stories. You're awesome. Yes. Keep sending us them. Email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We are doing more encounters, meaning more stories. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can join our that helps a
1: lot. team. Yes, please. Yep. Um, uh, also if you want all of these episodes ad-free and our campfire stories episodes ad free and uncut. And a little early. Yeah. Go to Patreon.
0: Check it out. Our pyramid scheme. Join us. Oh, yeah.
1: We have merch. Social Social media. media. All that jazz. Uh, But it is the Halloween season. And so this is the season that the pyramid scheme should be in full force. So grab all of your friends that don't normally maybe spook themselves and tell them it's October all year round now. And to join us. Join us. us. Especially this Halloween season.
0: Join us at Whispers Estate. (laughs) Join us yes. in the pyramid scheme. In the corridor. Yes. Um, and um, thank you to our uh, editors at Fire Digital, Aiden Manning, Eric Foster, Max Lodian. Thank you so much for all the hard work you do. Subscribe to us on YouTube, folks. <laughs> there was that was an aggressive finger point.
1: I know it was supposed to be on like the subscribe, but I, I was like, know. whoa, I really feel like I should do it now because Sabrina pointed at me for the video. But we will see you there. Yeah, Sabrina's doing finger exercises. Uh, And we do hope that we get to see you on this side. But if we do not, we we will will see you you on on the the other
0: other side. side. Very sweet.